Welcome back to the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Hope you guys have had a great uh, holiday season, that you had a great Christmas time, Thanksgiving, and New Year, all that good stuff. It's great to be back with you. Today we have a conversation about Nehemiah, and this is the first conversation in a series of three conversations about Nehemiah and his concern for the people of Jerusalem, his prayer life, and what he was willing to sacrifice to serve God, to honor him, and to love the people. So I hope that this conversation is helpful for you as you're considering what God has put on your heart to be praying for and to be considering in this new year. So without further ado, let's jump right into this conversation and see what Pastor Nate has to say about Nehemiah and his prayer life and concern. This is the most low-key intro to season three. I don't know if I even really talked about it last season, but we've had two seasons of the, of the podcast so far, and yeah, now man. we're jumping in 2018, winter quarter. It's, it's round three, man. That's you, solid. you feeling good for That's it? That's solid. You, when you talk about it like that, you know, like season three, in my mind, I'm, I'm wondering, should we just record all the podcasts and release the full season oh, at yeah. one time, Netflix style. <laughs> so, because I could just totally imagine someone would just want to sit on their couch and listen to twelve straight hours of the NateHoldridge.com podcast. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's great, man. Dang. It's fun doing this with you. Yeah, this has been such a blast. And this season, I'm really excited for this too. Nate, just jumping into a new year. Um, I know you're writing a ton of articles. It's gonna be a really great year. And before we get into the conversation today, you know, last season, I pitched a couple of questions to you before we had conversations in a couple of the podcast yeah. episodes. Are these and the surprise questions? These are the surprise questions. This is like they're all actually surprise questions. That's true. Every really every conversation yeah, we have, I have no idea what you're going to ask me. <laughs> so this is just just the same, and you're totally used to it now. But I thought brand new year, it'd be kind of cool just to hear from you. What is like for you on a personal level, mm -hmm. what is your daily devotional life look like? I know a lot of us in this new year are probably thinking through like how that's going to look for us, but for you, what does that look like right now? I can't believe you're asking me this question, <laughs> <laughs> not because it's inappropriate, <laughs> but because I actually just right before I came over here and left my office, I just got done editing an article called My Devotional Stop Life. It. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Seriously. <laughs> kind of my, my thing about it was just like, hey, I think that it's, you know, there's an error you can make of saying like, this is the way. Totally. But there's also the error you can make of saying, uh, of um, belittling hmm. the importance of the word and prayer yeah, in true. someone's devotional life. You mm -hmm. know, like God hasn't designed like collecting seashells as his way of like seeking him, you know. So like yeah. the word in prayer needs to be part of a believer's yeah, personal devotional life somehow, some way. So yeah, for me, it's the alarm clock goes off and a battle with the flesh is mm -hmm. on right away. Mm -hmm. Will I seek the Lord? Will I be slothful? Will I be lazy? So I get up and uh, get the kettle brewing, uh, start making some French press coffee while I'm doing that during the 10 minutes or so that it takes to get it boiling and grind the beans and you know make the brew. I cruise around my house and turn on the lights I wanna turn on. I uh, get my Bible laid out, I throw on my headphones. I have a program on my Android phone called <laughs> Off Time that just 
I have it pre-programmed to kill the internet in the morning when That's I wake good. up. So I can't even get That's online. Good. Same thing with my computer. That internet is killed also with a piece mm. of software called Freedom. So what I do is I throw on some worship music while I'm making coffee and just kind of like get the get the blood going oh, yeah, a little totally. bit, you know. So 15 minutes later, I'm sitting there at my desk with my cup of coffee. And uh, I've always got a bookmark in the Psalms or the Proverbs. Mm. So I start there. I have a piece of paper out that acts as a journal. And I read my Psalm or Proverb, taking note of a line or two that ministers to my heart or captures a prayer that I'm thinking about to God. Then I find my Old Testament bookmark uh, and read around three chapters in the Old Testament, making little notes mm. in my journal, yeah. prayer requests, things that I'm noticing. It's not like a big study time. That's not what yeah. it is. It's for me to devotionally read the Bible and see what the Lord has for me that day. Mm. And then after I'm done in the Old Testament, I typically will go to my bookmark in the New Testament and read one chapter. Because if you read three in the Old and one in the New, you finish the Old and New Testament right about the same time. That's good. So then I'll do the same thing with the New Testament chapter, writing down various things. I use that piece of paper or that journal as a way, as a place to write down, you know, different um, to dos that I have to remember later, mm. or people I need to call, you know, yeah. stuff that comes into my mind so that I don't try to go there, you know, right at oh, that moment. Good. I just write them down. Yeah. Then after I'm finished with however much time I'm able to allot to just Bible reading and thinking about the text itself and just letting God speak to me, you know, in that kind of way. Uh, I set a timer on my phone for however many minutes I have left before it's time for me to go to work. And so I set that timer and I set it on my desk and I either uh, sit there, sit on the floor, or usually I walk around the room that I'm in praying hmm. for that That's allotment cool. of time. And that timer just kind of helps me stay on track and, you know, see how much time I have left. If there's a couple of issues I want to pray about before the Lord and bring to him, I want to make sure that I do that before my time mm -hmm. is up. And then when the beeper goes off, I say amen and <laughs> I start my day. That's so tight. I know over the past few years I've known you, it seems like your morning time has always changed like a little tiny bit, but it's cool that you've always held, like you said, um, reading scripture and prayer. Yeah, and seashells. And, and <laughs> the occasional Occasionally, seashell. you just got to do it, man. The rain dance, this morning is raining, <laughs> whatever you feel like doing. Right the line. <laughs> that was too much, my bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love it, it doesn't feel like it's regimented, but you, you build in some kind of like boundaries, it seems like, that you can operate within, so you can just have some like freedom to seek God and to pray. I, I've always really loved that. It's so. really, yeah, it's it's become really important for my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love it. Uh, I say that the battle is on with the flesh because, you know, laziness and distraction and, you know, other things can so easily creep in. Totally. But at this stage of my life, it's a, it's a rhythm, you know, it's yeah, a, it's, it's a, it's something that's, you know, pretty, pretty locked in. Yeah. If I could get in a time capsule and see Nate Holdridge at 50 or 60 years old, I'd imagine, then I'll probably be doing something really similar every single morning. That's cool. So, you know, that's that's kind of my my regular routine. I do have one, no, two days during the week uh, on my weekend days where 
I have two pastors that I like to follow and mm. watch their teachings. And so right now I'm in a groove where either once or twice a week on those weekend days, that'll be my quiet time. I'll get my Bible uh, out yeah, yeah. and I'll receive their teaching, you know, and take uh, rigorous notes because that's what that's you your, should do. That's your jam, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love doing that. So I'll take, you know, great notes and just yeah. kind of hear what, what the Lord's saying through them. And it's just a great way to, to get a different perspective. Yeah. on scripture that I wouldn't maybe naturally come up with myself. You know, obviously nothing new or weird, but just a different voice, different men kind yeah. of speaking into my life. So I'll do that as well. And I've really liked that recently because, you know, I've been doing that the last few months. Uh, I've really enjoyed that because, I, you know, I've always been a podcast person. That's part oh, yeah. of the reason why we're doing this right. podcast. Uh, but... Uh, what I've noticed is that I tend to gravitate to those podcasts that are kind of similar to like what we're doing, where it's real conversational, yeah. and you feel like you're there with the people. And um, when I listen to podcasts that are teaching oriented, I mean, I enjoy that, like when I'm driving or whatever. But I I like being able to take notes and really like really follow along hard, yeah. you know, and really give myself to it. So that's why I kind of enjoy that. Time, you know, as I'm, I'm like watching the teaching, I'm seeing their faces, I'm taking, you know, notes. It's, it's like I'm, I'm really trying to assimilate that time. So I guess that's been become part of my love quiet time recently too. Yeah, yeah, it kind of shakes up a little bit, but it's still very intentional. I yeah. like that. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. Hopefully, that's helpful for you, listener, as you're just considering your prayer life, your Bible reading life, um, this year. I know I'm already challenged in a couple of things, so. Great way to start off the conversation, Nate. This this conversation we're going to have now is in reference to Nehemiah, this Old Testament character that I feel like you and I have talked about a lot. I think we've talked about him on this podcast a few times in various ways. But yeah. this article that we're pulling from is called Nehemiah's Concern. Um, and before we get into that, Nate, can you kind of talk to us about Nehemiah, who he was, like where he was at? In scripture, for those of us who haven't heard of him or kind of know his backstory, sure, yeah, Nehemiah, he's one of my best friends in the <laughs> Old Testament. Yeah. I love him so much. Uh, he came into the scene or onto the scene uh, after the people of Israel had spent seventy years in Babylonian exile and captivity. So while they were in exile and captivity, Jerusalem, the city, deteriorated. Uh, they had sent people back because the king had allowed them to to rebuild the temple about a generation before Nehemiah came around. But still the city now, after all these years, was in a lot of disrepair. And Nehemiah worked for the king in uh, authority at the time, King Artaxerxes. And Artaxerxes saw that Nehemiah was sad one day, asked him what's going on. And he said, well, I've heard that Jerusalem's in ruins. And so Artaxerxes paid for Nehemiah to go back mm -hmm. and rebuild the city. So he's a builder. Right. You know, he builds the walls. He repairs the gates. Uh, he gets the city in really in a really short period of time, uh, able to be inhabited again, to defend itself, um, and and he does all of this for for the glory of God. You know, right. he he knows yeah, totally. if the city is strong, then the temple can be strong. 
then the worship of God can be strong. Yeah. And if the worship of God is strong, then people are going to come here. People are going to get saved. People are going to know about the God of the Bible. And so that was his big motivation. He wasn't just like a project guy who you know loved Absolutely. a challenge. He really had a heart for God and for God's glory. And so that's why he was you know, doing and, and, and wanting to do all this stuff. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. His, his name means comforter of God. And so okay. in, in a sense, what's neat about that is that, you know, of course, in the New Testament, the comforter is the Holy Spirit. Right. And the paraclete in the Greek, the one who mm. comes alongside of and helps us. So one really interesting study of the book of Nehemiah is to consider Nehemiah like a picture of the Holy Spirit and our lives like these broken down structures, walls and gates that have been destroyed by the enemy that the Holy Spirit is systematically, progressively restoring and rebuilding. So as you're reading through the book of Nehemiah, it's really neat to consider, you know, the possibility of like, man, God is trying to rebuild this in my life. He's trying to work on me. You know, of course, we are now the temples of the Holy Spirit ourselves. And so, you know, the, the the idea that there could be damaged stuff in me that the Holy Spirit is rebuilding is a great picture, you know, found in the Old Testament in Nehemiah. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned already that I'd love for us to camp out on for a little bit is just that Nehemiah saw and heard about um, the city and he had a burden on his heart to go repair it. And like you mm-hmm. said, that when the... He knew that when the city was repaired, that the people of God could flourish and worship, and that'd be helpful for them as a people. So he had this concern for the people, and in your article you said, um, this is more kind of like to us, but you said, if you want to see an amazing and enduring work of God occur through your life, you must carry and or you must carry a concern for the things that God is concerned for. So obviously Nehemiah had that. The Holy Spirit has that, as you alluded to as well, but we can have that as well. So mm-hmm. can you kind of talk to us about what God is concerned about hmm. and then maybe like how we can engage in that a mm-hmm. little bit? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, what is God concerned about? Yeah, absolutely. So in a sense, we've kind of talked about it already, in, because in a sense, you could say God is concerned for his glory. Yeah. It sounds weird to mm. say that to us at first, because what that sounds like at first glance it sounds like, well, there's this maniacal, egotistical creature mm. who is concerned with his glory. Right, right. That would be the case for all of us. Any yeah. created being, that would be the mm-hmm. case. If, if my concern is Nate Holdridge's glory, then you know everything is off. But it is not off with God. Yeah. Because with God, he is the creator. And so his creation, as we bring him glory, we are actually doing and being and existing in the way that we've been designed. Yeah. So I, I heard, I was at a, I think you were at it too, the um, worship concert with Matt Redman at the oh, Calvary yeah. Chapel Worship yeah, Leaders yeah. Conference. And he was, he had this just beautiful little time where he was just talking with everybody, you yeah. know, and, and he's got that British accent, <laughs> you know, that just makes it just... The Holy Spirit's just there, you know, it's just, it's just so awesome. Confirms so much what he's saying. Yeah, just beautiful. <laughs> but but he was sharing, and he just said, you know, there's those mo- moments as we're as we're singing, as we're praying, as we're crying out to God, mm. 
where everything feels so aligned. That was the word yeah. that he used, alignment. You know, the alignment is correct. Everything is lined up. Our hearts, our bodies, our emotions, our feels, mm. all of it is lined up in, you know, in connection to the glory of God. Like yeah. it's all about him. It's for him. It's, 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 you know, it, he is the, the preeminent one. So, and when we experience that, you know, when, when that is happening in our lives, whether it's in a time of worship or just, you know, as we're going about our lives, we, I think believers come to a place of, of experiencing just how great that is. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful for God to get glory from our lives. Mm. So when we say that, that God is preeminently concerned with his glory, in a sense, you're, you're saying he's preeminently concerned with us. Mm. Yeah. But he knows that we're at our best when we are bringing him glory, when our, when our lives are lined up, aligned correctly. So, um, yeah, you're, so you're asking, what is God concerned with? I think that you could say that's, <clears throat> you know, uh, the significant thing that God is concerned with, you know, and so so He's concerned mm-hmm. with us, mm-hmm. you know, to that to that end or with that end in sight, and and that's what Nehemiah was was about, you know, with the with the rebuilding effort, you know, that concern He wanted God's glory. So you know, like as we're mm-hmm. looking at a, at a human being, you know. We're not just saying to ourselves, like, I want to do random acts of kindness because, I mean, like, you have to stop and ask the question, like, why? Yeah, like, absolutely. who decided that it was kind? Who decided right. that's the definition of what kindness is? And and why would that be your motivation? I thought it was survival of the fittest. I thought it right. was, you know, I thought mm. it was... I have to progress. I have to, you know, I have to, I have to move forward. Like, where did that come from? Instead, we can say, you know, I want to be kind because as I express the kindness of God that God has put in my heart, that God has given to me, I believe that I am representing him well and that he gets glory from that. And what I have a vision for in the person or the people that I'm expressing kindness towards is I have a vision that somehow this work of kindness in their lives could help be the, oh, I want to say the spark <laughs> that starts the fire because oh, yeah. I just watched Star Wars, but uh, <laughs> I, that, that it could be the thing that ignites their response to God and helps wow. them come into proper mm-hmm. alignment, you know, with the Lord. So, you know, we're concerned for people, we're concerned for our own walks, we're concerned for our church, but not just in and of themselves, we're, we're concerned to see them aligned with the Lord and bringing God yeah. glory and just being able to receive from him because we know how wonderful that is. That's so good. And you mentioned, Nate, that, um, I mean, you, you kind of said this in passing, but that there is this kind of drive within people to survive, to get what's theirs, and to make the most of their life, you know, mm-hmm. and how that kind of contrasts with acts of kindness and love. And we see that all throughout, I mean, God's heart is for love and for human flourishing, you know? And in the article Mm -hmm. you wrote how, um, I think this is is you speaking about yourself, you said uh, that this concern for acts of kindness and love and to see people flourish 
it's not something that you're naturally born with. And you said just like that. And you kind of alluded to some other things, but you mentioned that and you said that in your Christian life, um, like when you started in your Christian life, that you were more, you could, you could notice that you were focused more on yourself and not on others. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you could just for a moment kind of talk us through like what that transition looked like in mm-hmm. your life from being more self-oriented to being more people mm-hmm. and God-oriented. Yeah. Isn't that just the constant struggle? Oh my goodness, yeah. You know, to the struggle. I, I just always, when I get in that thing where, you know, I've just been in a vortex of self-thought and thinking about oh, yeah. something that I'm interested in or that I'm about, you know, it just, I never walk away feeling refreshed, you know, oh, and amen. encouraged, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the wildest thing how it works, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's like, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm trying to figure out I need to get a new piece of tech for my work, you know, computer. And I, so I'm trying to like, discern like what thing to get you know and you know me so you know it's just like (laughs) it could just be a total vortex of thought you know like I want to know everything so that I can make the right decision and it's like you kind of get to the end of it and it's like there's really no right decision you know there's just so many possibilities so I'll, I'll sit there you know doing this work and research and okay read this review watch that thing and it's just like it's like me, 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 me. You know, I'm just thinking about like my setup and me and how I want things. And I, I just always, you know, I've, I've, I've walk away from a time like that and I just feel like, oh, yeah. you know, this is not restorative mm. and encouraging and helpful. Um, but to like give to someone mm. or to serve someone, to right. really help someone, you know, you, you really walk away, um, you know, not not feeling validated. I mean, that's the wrong, you know, attitude to have. Right. But but you walk away with this sense of purpose and yes. thankfulness yes. to God for being used in someone's life. You yeah. know, and it just it feels right. You know, <laughs> that Matt Redman word. It feels aligned. Right. You know, you yeah. just feel like this is part of what I'm here for. You know, Absolutely. this is this is more right than when I'm just, you know, binge watching something forever, you know, just kind of soaking it in for myself, you know, Mm kind of thing. So, yeah, when I first started walking with the Lord, you know, it come out of just carnality and sin and all that. And I was very thankful to God for his grace and mercy and his forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, immediately was blessed with the opportunity to go to Bible college. And so that put me a, you know, in the midst of a lot of Christians right. all the time. And, you know, it was an adjustment for me to be around people with that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. It's different than the way I'd been living. Uh, but uh, the Holy Spirit just started to wake me up to mm-hmm. other people and to caring about other people. And it, and it, it uh, you know, at first it was just like, oh, I just got to get some friends I got to make some connections and, you know, it was all just about me, Yeah, you know, like it yeah. wasn't a, I have a conviction about community, you know, and what can I bring to other people? It was, I right. need friends. I need, <laughs> I need to know people, you know, I need someone to hang out with me and to hear me out, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But as time went on, I started, you know, of course that's a need in every human being. So I was thirsty for that, of course, but I started 
noticing how the spirit was changing me to actually want Hmm. to hear about the problems of other people and to help them to, Hmm. to encourage them, to give them, you know, some kind of, you know, crude counseling, (laughs) you know, not that the counseling that I gave was crude, but just, it was rough, you know, at that time. And, um, it's rough now still, but (laughs) I can't imagine back then. You know, so it, it just, I could sense this expansion that was happening. Yeah. I remember one time in mm. particular just standing there with a group of people and everybody just kind of one by one just left this big conversation and group until it was just me and this other person. And I was just kind of listening to them, wanting to pray for them and talk with them. And and I remember just having this thought, like, this is, this is different. This is odd. Yeah. This is not how... I, I normally am. This is not natural to me. This is something that God has imparted to me, mm. and I was thankful to him for that. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, I love seeing that kind of transformation in people, especially um, pastoring people who are in their 20s and just kind of like gain their... It's like they're kind of like settling in to like their identity a little bit and their yeah. faith and stuff like yeah. that. Seeing people take that step to just let God like kind of transform their desires a little bit and totally. like how they perceive other people yeah. yeah. is just like one of my favorite things to see them look less to themselves and more to other people. It's like the biggest blessing. Yeah, doesn't me. it seem that. to you like that season of life, especially? I don't want to say that that it's a season everybody eventually breaks out of mm. because you can carry selfishness to your grave. Totally. And live a very long life just being totally. a selfish person. But doesn't it seem like there's like a real crucial battle that happens during those like oh, yeah. you know, late teen to early twenties kind of years? Because I don't know, it just seems like it's easy to walk around in this like bubble <laughs> of cluelessness totally. about anybody or anything else, and you're just really like the natural man just wants to really be so thoughtful yeah. about self and it's really hard to mm. kind of get out of yourself and think it's about weird. other people what other people are going through yes. and all that have you has that been your is that what you're, you're witnessing yeah I, I i totally resonate with that too i feel like even just for me like when i was i mean i'm 28 now but when i was younger it was so hard for me to think about other people because i was so concerned about what I was going to do for a job what i was going to do for school mm-hmm. how i was going to make money where i was going to live and what girl is going to be with and all this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just kind of yeah. like, so centered around me, me, yeah. me, me. And it's so hard to break out of that sometimes mm-hmm. to, um, to think about other people, but there is something really special that happens when you commit yourself to God and let scripture like saturate your mind. And when you confess things to the Lord and, you know, kind of be a part of a Christian community, it seems like God just like does stuff like you're talking about Mm -hmm. and you start to just like care about other people yeah, and about God and his desires. And there's something really beautiful about that. I, I love it. Yeah. I pray for students all the time that that would just be like kind of like happening, that change, that transformation. Yeah. It's 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 like a, it's like a journey to get absolutely. Yes. You know, I mean, even as we're talking about it, it's been interesting as I'm kind of, I've rounded third base and I'm about to slide into home on turning 40 years old you wow. know, next yeah. year. And so I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I've gone through my thirties hmm. pretty much. And I've, it is interesting, like just kind of looking back and just thinking about it. I think I've mentioned to you before, I've maybe even have mentioned on the podcast before how 
I'm really looking forward to giving Calvary Monterey my 40s yeah, <laughs> because cool. I feel like they really were so gracious with me during my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's <laughs> like, oh man, you guys are awesome. You really let me just develop because I think that's been great that's a really big time of life too to really kind of come into a further degree Hmm. that others centeredness you know yeah and so then to like you you think about and I think we both have you know a vision for this because we know men and women that are like this but you know at each deck as each decade goes by you know 50s 60s 70s where there's an increasing Hmm. level of concern that's what we're talking about with nehemiah increasing level of concern about other people and i guess when we use the word concern it's important i think to know we're not talking about like anxiety right or worry right or just this like i'm so concerned about the young people you know kind of thing because they're just making all the wrong choices but like a, a a love and and care that leads to you know, activity and action and, Absolutely. you know, just wanting to, to help and pour into other people. Hmm. So, man, I hope and pray that that just increases, you know, oh, both yeah. of us and everybody listening. Me too. Amen. I hope for the same thing. And even kind of talking about like that, you know, that care for other people and that concern there, it's so funny. I mean, and we're about to, well, now we're in 2018 and, you know, social media is booming everywhere. You can, you can just go online and see so many people's um, concerns and anxieties. And mm-hmm. you can learn about so many people who are suffering and um, just going through the thick of it, you mm-hmm. know? And easy, it can be really easy. I don't know about you, but I know for me, it can be easy to receive a lot of that and have a concern for people, like a care for them, but to feel like overwhelmed at the same time mm-hmm. and be like, I, there's just no way I could help these people over in this part of the world. I'm, I'm right here. I have to be faithful to the people who are right in front of me before I can like stretch out my arms for that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But um, for you, do you have any kind of like, when you're thinking about people and you're thinking about our church and you're thinking about the world and you're thinking about just like the concerns that you have for people, do you try to put some kind of like boundaries on what you stretch out your arms for? If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. do you, like what are your priorities, mm-hmm. you know, and how, and how do you kind of settle on your priorities for concerns? Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, you know, because what, what, what we're trying to what we're trying to hone in on is is concern just a feeling a that you have feeling, when you see what? something that is heartbreaking. Totally, you know, I I'm not a big social media guy uh, like like you are, and I'm thankful that you are because you can uh, tell me. I'll take the overwhelming more. emotions yeah, and just offload exactly. them to you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody has a different way of getting their news these totally. days. So I think that that feeling that you're seeing a lot of people have, you know, on social media, it's something that's been around ever since we started learning, you know, about yeah. what other people are going through. And uh, so I think it's a common, you know, kind of feeling. So does the feeling of, oh, man, I heard that in, you know, Kenya, they had an election Right. But right before the election, the guy that is responsible for counting the votes was tortured and murdered. And so how, is the election valid? You know, right, and like, right. like, like I care about that. I yeah. really do. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, that should not be. That's such an injustice. But uh, for me, I have to step back hmm. and say, okay, but 
what is the Lord asking me to do? Right. And that's mm. what Nehemiah was able to do. He totally. was able to step back and, you know, there were three plus months of inactivity in a sense. Mm. Yeah. The activity was that he prayed. It, this burden grew in his heart. So there were a few months though that went by from the moment that he first heard about the problem and then the moment that Artaxerxes said, why are you sad? What would you want me to do about it? Yeah. So that gap is sovereignly God ordained because mm-hmm. uh, you just never know if it's a burden mm-hmm. on day one or day two or day three or day four. But when there's a length of time that passes by mm-hmm. where you're just still, that that prayer request is growing, that burden is growing, that longing is growing, that desire is growing, that conviction and care is growing, as that's growing, you're starting to discover, oh yeah, this is probably a, a burden that the Lord has you yeah. know, given to me. So, hmm. um, you know, you just pay attention. Like, I remember when I first started walking with the Lord, um, the natural, the real natural thing, you know, I mean, I was 18 years old when I first started walking with the Lord. So the f- first few years, <clears throat> I think just real naturally, I to be honest, quite honest, I really wasn't thinking, you know, I just really have uh, a deep burden for dads. Yeah, right. You know, like I just right. I just hadn't really been part of my life or experience yet, you know, and I had a dad, but I I I wasn't really thinking like what what can I say to help fathers? Hmm. You know, to me it was Man, I just came out of high school, and that was really hard. Yeah. And these kids are having to deal with stuff that's so advanced and uh, perverted and temptations that are just so intense. And I just want to help them see that there's a community in the church and a message in the cross of Christ that they could receive and adopt and that they could pull out of all that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that burden had to kind of grow in me and I started trying to you know help and volunteer and serve and just kind of be around high school kids because over time that burden had grown so the Lord will give you different things you know as you go through the duration of your life but that's what you're trying to pay attention to absolutely what is it that sticks what is it that I continually bring to God in prayer? What is it that remains that might be a burden that the Lord is giving mm-hmm. to me? And that's why we need the whole body of Christ to be engaged Amen. in you know, their little pocket of the world because your burden will probably not be mine. And you know, we have to understand, I, I need to own this thing that the Lord is asking me to do. Hmm. I love that emphasis on prayer and paying attention to that is so good. And to do it for an extended period of time, that one one day or one moment um, may not prove to be a burden, but take a look at your life and what's happening over the course of like a few months, Mm -hmm. six months, a year. What is that thing that is still sitting in your heart that's like provoking you to pray and to act? That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I love that. To kind of wrap this up, Nate, do you have any other thoughts about Nehemiah and his concern for the people or anything you just want to say to our church or just to the listener? One of these days I'm going to answer that question by just saying no. (laughs) It'd be an epic ending. <laughs> I probably should lead you into it a little easier, but is there anything else that's just kind of on your heart about this that you'd like to say? You know, the 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 
the thing that, and I know that I wrote a few different articles about Nehemiah, and I'm sure over the years, if the Lord asks me to keep, you know, writing in this kind of way, I'll probably write many more. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Nehemiah volunteered himself. He just laid down his life before the Lord. He says, God, give me favor in the sight of this man, for I was cupbearer to the king. So he was saying to God, I volunteer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't wait all the time for just this huge massive opportunity just volunteer yourself see what god will do show up be around be available i was talking to a friend of mine recently who you know he's just taken the opportunity to every week be downstairs in our children's ministry as people are coming and as people are going getting to know the names of all the kids um and greeting the families and getting to know any new people that are coming in. And he was just sharing with me some of the uh, text message conversations, the hospital visits, some Mm. of the open doors that came to him just by being there, just Mm. by showing up, just by volunteering and being faithful for a while with that. So, you know, look for an opportunity and say yes to it because God will use it. All right, there you have it. Nehemiah's concern. What a beautiful story about this man who was so concerned about what God was really concerned about. Um, I hope this conversation was helpful for you. If you're looking for some more resources and you're wanting to grow in your Christian life and your understanding of Scripture and following Jesus, please go to nateholdridge.com. Pastor Nate has put all kinds of articles, podcasts, teachings, all kinds of stuff for the sole purpose of seeing you built up in your Christian life. So we hope that you enjoy that resource. And until the next time that we get to talk to you, God bless you. Have a great day.